It's really no secret that effective networking remains the best way to find a new job or even move your way up the ladder. Still, despite this knowledge, many people struggle to build strong networking relationships that last and truly work for them. I think the most important thing is to remember to be a giver, to be generous. And the way to do that is to think not in terms of what do you want to get out of the interaction, but what can you do for that person. So spend some time getting to know about that individual and their circumstances. Do whatever research you can so that when you do get the chance to interact with them, you have something to offer them. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to Job Search Guide. On this episode, we're speaking with the job whiz. Her name is Deborah Feldman, a nationally recognized job search consultant, and she's looking to give us the inside scoop on how you can get more job leads from your contacts and save those all-important networking relationships. Thanks for joining us on LJN Radio, Deborah. Oh, you're very welcome, Tim. It's a pleasure to join you again. The topic we're discussing, uh, I guess, is a little all-encompassing, but networking is kind of a, the big piece of it. And it's a term that people often hear, they use all the time. Of course, we understand how important it can be, but many see it in a different light. How do you personally define what networking is? I think in one word, I would call it connecting. Hmm. Okay. And I think what we want to do is narrow our discussion today to focus on networking related to career management and especially job searching. Because when you think of it, we all network. If we need a plumber, we'll say to a neighbor or friend, who have you used? That's networking. That's getting a recommendation and a referral. When it comes to careers, networking, again, is, is passing along through word of mouth news or information about a particular opportunity that someone should be made aware of. The only way you're going to know about something going on is through a connection to that company which is why networking has become the most powerful way of people finding jobs today. There are some studies that show that relatively few jobs are filled through advertisements or headhunters, and Mm. that something like 80% of jobs, almost at every level, professional, technical, trade, are being filled through word of mouth or networking. So is that, in essence, what makes it so valuable as far as finding those jobs? Or is there something else that you would argue makes networking more valuable than any other form of finding a job? I think networking is the only way today to find a job and that anyone who has isolated themselves is going to find it much more difficult to find a job, especially if they're going to rely still on submitting applications or sending out a resume. Well, I think people hear that and they get a little nervous uh, just because some people are unsure of where do I even start? How do I begin this process? So I wanted to first ask what you would say are some key things to remember when you're looking to choose the people that you want to connect with, want to build those relationships with. If people go to my website, jobwith.com, they'll see a category there called process or services. And in it, I present a methodology that I've used successfully for the last 15 years called Network Purposely. Basically, it's networking with the intention of connecting with individuals who either can hire you because they have the decision-making authority and the budget power, or connecting with individuals who, are, who know those hiring decision-makers and could put your name forth to those individuals. So networking purposely says, I'm not going to just tell my hairdresser, the policeman, my daughter's teacher and the person I bunked into accidentally on the street that I'm looking for a job, Mm. but I'm going to choose what information I share with individuals 
that's going to make it easy for them to remember me. And that, that in addition, the people I share that information with are going to be the individuals who are in a powering, who have the power or the authority to hire or are friendly with and can get the attention of the hiring decision maker and recommend me as someone they need to talk to. Right. One of the tricky things I feel nowadays, I guess it's it can be a positive and negative, of course, is we're all connected in some way, it seems like. But I was curious what you feel are the pros and cons of networking via email, social media versus having that in-person connection or even over the phone where you're actually speaking with someone. Where do you, where do you see the pros and cons to both sides of that tale? I think if I understand the question you're asking is, is it valuable to use the internet? Is it valuable to send emails or social networking or even telephoning? Or do I have to go to an in-person event? And mm-hmm. the answer is each of these is another layer. I will say that no one has ever been hired without some closer contact than just, you know, an email. There's always at least a phone call. Very often there's a video connection. And more often than not, there's a face-to-face meeting before a job is offered. Right. That being said, one of the best ways to reach out initially to people is virtu- through a virtual connection because for, for a number of reasons. Number one, the person initiating the connection can do that 24-7, 365, and the person who's the recipient can choose to respond to that at their convenience. So it doesn't interrupt your prospective context, schedule, or their work, or their thoughts. Number two is you can be a lot more, I think, succinct and thoughtful and communicate more clearly in writing, perhaps, than when you're talking and you tend to stray off the subject and you have what they call like ums and ahs, the filler words. Right. And number three is keep in mind that once you've established a connection in the virtual world, your goal should be to take it one step further, either following up with a telephone connection or in-person meeting. So it's not enough just to have virtual relationships. You have to transform those relationships into something deeper and more meaningful. It doesn't have to happen immediately doesn't have to happen on a particular schedule, but realize that your most valuable relationships are those where you've had either frequent contact or some face-to-face interaction. I don't know if, if people are just checking into the show now, they might think you're talking about dating a little bit. That could happen. Texting <laughs> is something like that. The other thing is when you think about it, years ago, people had pen pals. Mm. People shared intimate thoughts with their pen pals and never, ever met. But they didn't share, they didn't become close, and they didn't trust each other until they knew each other a while. So either you need to spend the time and and effort and be patient and persistent pursuing a virtual relationship, or you maybe accelerate the quality of that relationship and deepen it by interacting on a, a more direct basis, which is by phone or in person. The other caution I would say to the people listening in is that just being participating in a group or hearing about some information through a group or a mass broadcast is not the same as having someone only send a message with information just for you. Mm-hmm. Once a job or an opportunity or a change in a company is mentioned on social media, on a platform that can be accessed by the public or by anyone who's connected with that person, it no longer is a special opportunity that only you are aware of and you've lost your competitive advantage. 
And what do you do if someone seems hesitant and you feel like this could be a very valuable connection for you? It feels like they really don't want to necessarily help you in that job search area. How do you proceed with that? Do you push them a little bit? Do you just pull back and and move on? What's uh, your opinion on that? I think you have to be very cautious. It's probably would damage your reputation mm-hmm. if you push and that push is resisted or your timing is off. Right. I think it's like, you know, you said about dating, there's more than one one cover for every pot. And therefore, if someone is not showing interest, go on to the next person and perhaps come back to that person if you still feel it's appropriate and you still want to. Makes sense to me. Well, speaking of making that initial contact, again, I think a lot of people are, are hesitant themselves to reach out in a lot of ways. What would you say they should focus on when you are approaching the subject? I think the most important thing is to remember to be a giver, to be generous. And the way to do that is to think not in terms of what do you want to get out of the interaction, but what can you do for that person? So spend hmm. some time getting to know about that individual and their circumstances. Do whatever research you can. So that when you do get the chance to interact with them, you have something to offer them, whether it's a tidbit of information, whether it's introduction to someone else that you think they should know. It could be an invitation to an event. It could be a recommendation on an article or a blog or a book or a talk that you've listened to. But what can you do to offer them that they will appreciate and show that you are trying to to do something nice for them? and that you're thinking of them, not just yourself. Well, and that kind of leads into the other part of if you had a previous relationship with this person or you've done something for them in the past, how much can that help when you're looking to network with them? I think tremendously, provided that they, you can, that they remember that. And as long as they're sort of playing by the rules, which is you do for me, I'll do for you. On the other hand, you'll have to also realize that There's something, you know, about passing along. So while you may do something for a person A, person A may not do for you, but person A may do for person B, so that we're Mm. all passing it forward. It doesn't have to be one-on-one. Sure. Sure. No, that that makes sense. And I think uh, think that's a good way to look at it, as you said, uh, sort of, so it makes the world go around in this case, uh, in, in the long run, helping you out, obviously, as well. What if you've had little to no interaction with somebody? Is that a little trickier as far as making that uh, initial connection with them? I think once again, it gets back to what can you offer them that shows that your intent is is authentic, that you're genuine, and that first of all, there's no you want to let them know there's no risk Hmm. in meeting you, talking to you, or helping you. You have to establish that you're a trustworthy person. I like that way of looking at it. Uh, the, the lack of risk, I think, does uh, appeal to a lot of people. So I think that's a good uh, little tidbit of advice there for those that might be a little hesitant to move forward with making that initial contact. As you've alluded to a couple times, the idea of being generous and um, just in general being kind, what are some ways that you can actually express your gratitude then to a person when they do help you in some capacity, any way at all, as well as you know those crucial steps that you should take moving forward when someone does reach out and help or they do maybe lead you in a direction that's going to help in terms of a job lead or an interview? Um, What are some of those steps that should be occurring once that connection, once that relationship is made? Well, I think, you know, the please, thank you, and you're, you're welcome. Make sure to express in words to that person that you appreciate their efforts, that you acknowledge what they've done for you. Another thing that's important is follow up. 
if they've given you the name of someone to talk to or they've recommended a book for you to look at or they've told you to go somewhere, once you follow through on their recommendation, get back to them and tell them what your experience was. Don't leave them hanging and wondering. The other thing is that you want to stay top of mind and you want to stay on people's radar. The way to do that is frequent touch or frequent contact. So don't just run away with the name they've given you or don't just go ahead and take the invitation and use it. Remember to say thank you and remember to keep in touch and and keep going back to that person on a fairly regular basis. Too many people make the mistake once they have a valuable connection to, quote, use that contact and discard it Hmm. and not realize that this is another person that they should add to their database. Sure. And in fact, when that comes to job search, while you may speak to someone today who can help you immediately with your current search, that doesn't mean that in the future that you can't reach out to them again and they might not be able to help you. Or more importantly, if you show them your concern, you show them your genuine interest, you show that it wasn't just a one-off contact for your selfish job search, chances are pretty good that if they hear of something in the future that might be suitable, they'll remember you and give you a call and actually recruit you so you don't have to go out and sell yourself. Now, I want to go back to something you mentioned there. You know, say somebody does give you a name of a person to follow up with and you don't. What are the consequences of, in your words, dropping the ball and not following through with, again, a nice lead that you may have had or in a way somebody trying to help you out? Well, I think it, I think it certainly jeopardizes your credibility. Hmm. I think that you've kind of withdrawn some of the money in the bank with that person who made the recommendation. Sure. And the way to put that back is to, to follow up with that person who made the recommendation and explain why you, did, why you chose not to follow up. And in fact, you might even, you know, if you've had a contact with someone and didn't pursue it for, you know, past the preliminary stage, you might also get back to them and thank them for their time and interest and say that you're pursuing a different direction. For what I mean by that is, suppose some Jack gives you the name of John to talk to. You must go back to Jack and say thank you. John now knows that you're to expect your call. You decide not to contact John. You need to let Jack know that you've decided to go in a different direction, and it would be courtesy to also reach out to John, thank him for for his offer, but say that you're not going to pursue it at this time. Again, I think uh, some good practical advice there. If uh, you do fall into that situation, like you said, it may not even be intentional. You may have actually had something else come up, and uh, and at least if you're open and honest with it, as you said, you you keep that relationship strong, and you, uh, you don't worry about your credibility in that sense. Exactly. You want to always close the communication loop. Otherwise, you're going to be left out of the out of the circle. Well, Deborah, I think you've given us some good insight into this area. And again, I think a lot of people are often a little gun shy when it comes to networking, uh, but maybe the different perspective you're putting on it will help them a little bit. I wanted to give you the floor at the end. Any last pieces of advice, kind of a wrap up or a takeaway for our listeners about this topic today? Well, I think that everyone should realize that the way they're going to find their next job and perhaps are all future positions, is through a personal connection. It's through people that you're going to learn about an opportunity or you're going to be connected with another person who has a, a problem that you can address and they're going to be want to hire you to help them. And when you're referred to someone, it's appropriate to certainly thank that person who made the referral and to also look for a way that you can show them your appreciation. 
for the person that you've been referred to that might be able to give you some job leads, you want to make sure that you also think about how you can help them. In other words, it's one big circle of passing things forward. And the word of the day is be generous. Look for opportunities to be helpful, to volunteer, and make sure that you are true to your word and follow up on everything you say. I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Deborah. if people are looking for more information or want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? The best way would be either to contact me through LinkedIn, it's Deborah Feldman, or through my website, which is jobwiz.com, and there's a contact page. Also, my direct email is Deborah Feldman at jobwiz.com. All right, there you have it. If you're looking for some more detailed information, insight, or maybe you just want to connect with Deborah, uh, you have her information there. We'll also have some of that up on our site as well. Deborah, thank you very much for joining us and sharing with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Tim. It's always a pleasure to be at Local Jobs Network. That'll do it for us here on Job Search Guide. We were speaking with Deborah Feldman. She's known as the Job Wiz, and she was giving us some insight into the areas of networking and how truly those relationships can lead to more job leads. If you'd like to get in touch with us about this show or any of our episodes, you can send us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also comment on Twitter at the LJN, and you can find all of our shows on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio in the iTunes store. Thanks once again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.